You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I think I've got that down. You got it. Nailed it. You're on fire. You're back. I am starting to uh, adapt so to speak. Okay. <laughs> just a little adaption. Um, things are a little funky in here. We've just set it up. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. So uncle Darren's struggling with the headphone base and everybody being able to hear properly. We're all, we've all got one ear on, so to speak. Don't we? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dan O'Drummond, Chuckles O'Toole, and Dehi Govender. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, How you doing, going? guys? Good, good, good. good. Uh, Chuckles has to leave in about 10 minutes, and we were trying to delay as much as possible for him to be <laughs> for him to be gone. Otherwise, you know. Like 17 minutes. Wow, this is the crowd's liking that, too. Jeez. <laughs> Such a reception for Charles leaving. <laughs> no, we can't, we can't have that. That's not what we meant. That's um, offside. <laughs> you know what? There's so much has gone on, though, in the wonderful world of football that... Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, which is also, as they say in France, fantastic. Um, <laughs> only they say that. I think they, I think they, they might say it in yeah, French. They might say well, something else. I, I think they, the crew out there in France, the, the, the three or four ladies in there, got the fantastic thing from us, for sure. <laughs> the three or four ladies. Um, we're going to start off with a little bit of uh, club business, just different things that have gone on that we're winding up, that we're preparing for. Uh, I'm going to throw it to DD. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the community and how things have you know, they're winding down now. And uh, actually, by the time people hear this, I, I'm assuming the community program will have uh, finished and they'll be on to provincials, maybe even finished provincials. What are yeah, your thoughts? I would definitely we'd be wrapped up uh, by then. But it's been a very, very interesting year, as, as everybody can probably uh, tell, is that, you know, we've been facing some Mother Nature um, giving us some problems. And I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Dean Masterangelo um, in the office here as he has been, um, you know, going a little grayer, uh, just trying to reschedule. <laughs> rescheduling and, all the games, yeah. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're over over four hundred games that we've had to reschedule throughout the course of the community season, and we're not talking about a six month season here. We're talking about you know eight weeks, and and uh, it's it's been a struggle, and not only for us here in the office to be organized, but I'm sure for the the members and 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 the coaches and and everybody that you know wants to play soccer out there. We. We uh, applaud your patience, and we know that there's some of these decisions that uh, are kind of out of our hands as an association. But uh, we have to st- try to, you know, find the, uh, you know, the right locations and, and the right fields that are going to be open. And, and unfortunately, we can't uh, we can't do anything about the weather. Yeah, so. I was just going to say it's pretty amazing the weather we've had this past little while, as far as it raining quite substantially, and uh, you know all the different different aspects. We had the smoke at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, even from the, the snow forest at the very, very start, right? The yeah. snow at True the very start. Yeah, we then, did have snow, and then smoke, and then now rain. And I mean, I feel like uh, I'm in Vancouver for some reason. <laughs> hey, no hey, idea. hey. Okay. Facility, but well, hey, we could go down that path, couldn't we? Okay. Yeah, we definitely. Could. We know there's one in the midst, and uh, hopefully being worked towards, but I'm kind of feeling like it's a little dream state. Like we're not really going to have that happen, but we might. So um, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. But yeah. all, t- in all, been, all in all, it's been good. Um, we just finished up uh, with our U4, U7 Jamboree. That was over the course of the weekend. Was, Nine, and uh, that was St. on the recess. That had been postponed once and too, that, w- that was rescheduled and it came down to the final hour just to see if we wanted, we wanted to you know keep it on for the weekend and uh, glad we did because Saturday was a beautiful day. Yeah. 
Um, Sunday was good for majority of the part. It just got a little bit sketchy yeah. uh, in the afternoon, but um, lot, like to see that the, the kids are having lots of fun. Coaches are doing great, and it, it was really, really awesome. And, and then for the rest of uh, uh, the season here, there's, we're wrapping up, so there's teams that are going to be vying for Tier 4 Provincial soon. Um, and that and kicks off great. in the next week or so, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, just, we're trying to wrap up this week. Yeah, so. <laughs> final game's coming up. Um, we normally record these on a Thursday. We've actually, um, <laughs> we're recording this on a Tuesday. <coughs> well, excuse me. You're right. I could have killed the volume there, but nah, you, 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 it's just understandable. People have heard of other people coughing before, haven't they? Totally. Oh, well, there you go. Japan just scored. Um, but that's a whole other uh, ball of wax. I, now I've lost my train of thought because... I'm crazy, D Dub. Ball of wax. <laughs> talking about the community. Yeah, we were talking about the wrap up of the of the community and the fact that Make matches uh, you're on about. Yeah, because it's Tuesday now. We've got matches that are finishing tomorrow, and um, then we have provincial starting the following week. Is it that quick that the the turner the the turnaround is not that quick? It's, it's we have probably about like a week. After, but yeah. After, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they'll have a week to prepare, and then yeah. the following week they actually yeah. get into the provincials. And I guess things will be winding down for the Phoenix program as well. Things are going well, Charles, with the with all that and the training, and as much as we've been able to stay on field. Well, that's just it. This year's been uncanny with the weather and how many cancellations that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, quite a few of the teams have been missing their tech sessions, like, just because of that. Because of the rain, be, yeah. yeah, field closures. But no, most of the teams are pretty much about halfway through their season now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things are well underway with them. Uh, majority of our teams are doing extremely well in the yeah. league. And the tournaments that they've entered in, in the meantime, they've done extremely well also. So that's boasting well for what's being taught here mm-hmm. to the kids in Sherwood Park. So, yeah. yeah, all things are good that way. So now we're just looking to getting into the Strive Camp. Yeah. And uh, registrations, we're still taking those up until the 30th okay. of June. And with our Strive Camp kicking off on July 8th to 12th. Mm-hmm. And our guest coaches being uh, Sean Lauder, who's our ASA uh, executive director coming nice. in, John Club, our manager of grassroots coming in. We've had him on a podcast before. He's yeah, uh, excellent, great gentleman. guy to talk with. Yeah. But the other thing too is John's also been running uh, an information session on the Monday night, the 8th. Oh, good. So we want everybody to come out, parents and coaches. And he's going to be talking about the grassroots program and about how we can help support our little soccer stars and get, uh, putting them through the... Yeah. Uh, the the their their and paces like and training. Now, July 8th, that's the Monday. That's the first day. That's it the starts, very first right? day, yep. Oh, what a perfect time to hit up John Club for a little uh, meet and greet. Yes. And then on Wednesday, of course, we've got our big coaches symposium. Uh, keynote speaker being Sean Lother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll have a few topics to talk on. It'll be of high interest uh, to both our coaches and our parents as well. And then we'll be running some coaching sessions up on the field at Millennium afterwards. Oh, that, that's fun. We did that last year as well with uh, the coaches that were, were in the mix, and it was uh, really well received and, oh, and a lot of fun. I don't know how the uh, women's team felt about <laughs> those <laughs> sessions, but hopefully it'll be a little bit of a different story with uh, uh, the players that are involved for that coaching session. And a little session. social after at uh, Shoeless Joe's this Shoeless year. Shoeless Joe's, so. yeah. Yes. Should be good. Uh, will you be Shoeless? We could. We could. My name's not Joe, but I can definitely go for the, <laughs> the Find a joke. Portion. Find a joke. <laughs> um, um, another event we've got going on as well. Um, first time we've been trying to do it, got put back because of the rain, is a little bit of a, spun it as a bit of a barbecue and a tailgate for our men's and women's program. So um, it's an opportunity just to get out there and create a little bit of club culture, free barbecue, support our men's and women's programs and our master's programs. So something we'll be looking forward to as well. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, there's, and there's yet... 
more summer camps that we're putting on. Yeah, I think this is uh, the first year we really wanted to hit it hard with um, with offering some programming for in, in within the summer. So we did uh, the Strive for Excellence camp last year, and then we did a, a late August um, camp uh, towards the towards the end of the of the the year and, yeah. and getting kind of like a pre provincial type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but we decided that we were going to add two more uh, two more weekends, or so two more weeks. Sorry, so there um, three. In total, so uh, three weeks in total, sorry, I should say, and then they go from 9 to 11 for the older age groups and then 9, um, sorry, 9 to 12 for the older age groups and 9 to 11 for, for the, younger, the ones. younger ones. Yeah. And they're four-day camps and uh, in the morning. It's the, the Mondays to Thursdays, right? Yeah, Monday to Thursdays. And and they're up in Millennium Place. And uh, we decided we were going to offer more because we had a good uh, showing. Good showing. I, I, I remember uh, everything went well until uh, one of the young ones who was a trooper Got stung by a wasp. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring some ice up for that. But uh, hey, he, he bounced back very quickly. Yeah, that was good. And um, our Rising China Academy, of our um, our spring sessions were a success again this year. And um, one of the one of the things that we didn't have to cancel. Um, <laughs> yeah, because of the weather. Because uh, we were indoors with our with our program, so uh, that was awesome. And, um, yeah, we're just looking, you know, looking to get our shots and stops programs to be, you know, to finish up in our skill centers, uh, that are going to be wrapping up here in, in, in July. So. Yeah. The shots and stops. That's another one that's, uh, really uh, of interest to try and, uh, the wire for these headphones. There's going to be like a goat sound. I'm going to have to re-edit and throw <laughs> that in there, but no, we'll deal with it on I'm lying. I'm da- Dan is struggling with his headphones at the moment. They're just a well, little I'm not the tighter. only one. He couldn't have set too it up right today. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Slam and D-dub. Um, no, you're correct with that. And, and we're talking about the shots and stops. <laughs> We've had two sessions. It's been unbelievable. 10 or 12 we're yeah, supposed to have. It's unbelievable how, because of the weather, how, much this weather has impacted our, our programming because um, it's funny. I looked at the website this the other day just to see everything that was just changed this date from that date. And it's like, now this one's been rescheduled, rescheduling the reschedule. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's insane. So yeah. unfortunately I'm, that's what we got in front of us and we just have to deal with it. Right. And, and, and we get on with it. I, I, and I, I have to say from a personal place, I really do not enjoy the heat. I don't mind it being a little warm occasionally. I'm loving this weather. <laughs> I can sleep at night. It's yeah. summer, but I can Thank still go to sleep. There's nothing worse than having my uh, portable air on? conditioning. <laughs> Not even a fan. I have a portable air oh, conditioner, okay. but it's like, <laughs> it's just so loud. I wear headphones to watch TV and crank that volume. It's, uh, it's not necessarily a pretty sight <laughs> in my place, but it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so lots going on this summer. If you want to get involved in any of the programs, the Strive Camp, the uh, separate summer camps that we're running, uh, please feel free to get on uh, online. Look at the website. There's uh, there's places to, to click on camps and uh, choose your poison and come on down and uh, let us uh, help you have fun this summer with a little soccer action. Um, we're going to take our first break here. When we come back, lots to discuss. First up, we're going to talk about uh, King Dano here, who made a very impromptu and very quick decision trip to go to the Champions League final. And we're going to have a little chat with Dano about that when we come back. You're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. And we're back. 
Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of... Go on, finish it for me. Sure, Park District Soccer Association. You got it. You got it, baby. <laughs> you you almost, you were just a little slow. I could I was see going you, about you, you were leaning in I didn't want to take a limelight. Didn't want to take a limelight. Uh, there's, there's no limelight here. Um, but if it is, it's all yours. No, don't, don't <laughs> go there. I, I have enough of my limelight. Come on. I sit at home in front of my own TV talking to myself. I am the limelight. <laughs> um, we were, we were going to get into talking about Dano's impromptu trip to Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, to watch, oh, listen to him. Yeah, now he's shining bright there. Oh, stop. How did this come about? Uh, your, your trip to the uh, finals of the Champions League. Yeah, it was uh, so a little bit of a background. Obviously, Liverpool played Spurs in the Champions League final. Um, I grew up since probably the age of four when I started playing the game, loving Spurs. Don't know why, because we weren't very good back then. And you were a Beckham fan. Um, I don't understand and, that either. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was. Beckham fan is an understatement, but uh, Deacon probably tested that. Uh, my brother was Your in office going to test that. Fair. It was a gift from Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, my brother was a massive Liverpool fan growing up and yeah, I mean, this season went on and it was the first year they kind of set up a bracket where, you know, you knew you were on either side for the first time, kind of like us sports, right? So you could so tell the, 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 oh, possibility. There's, there's a possibility yeah. there, right? Was it a, a stretch? Yes. Like, hundred percent it was. Um, I think it got to, I think it got to the quarters or the semis. My dad just, we were over at my parents and my dad said, you know what? If they make the final, like I'll take you guys to Champions League final. We're like, no, you won't get out of here. And we're also like, it's not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I think that was at the quarters, right? We were playing man city. I think we talked about it here. That's going to be a tough test. Yeah. Um, both teams got through, through to the semis and obviously got through to the final. Um, I'm sure everybody that's listening has seen how Tottenham got through. Well, Saw the Barca come back from Liverpool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am telling you, dad, dad made that deal when uh, Barca was up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those, <laughs> right? those semifinal games were oh, unbelievable. Man. Both unbelievable. of them. Oh, generational fans. Games. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be, they're all time classics. So yeah. um, seeing Barcelona or sorry, seeing Liverpool come back against Barcelona was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I thought, you know what? I thought Tottenham had a chance to only being down one leg in the going to, to Ajax, but uh yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of speechless right now thinking about that semifinal and all the emotions and everything that I went through in that game. And then once they finally hit the winner, I kind of jumped up and I was running around. And then kind of thought I might be going to the final. Like it wasn't a done deal. <laughs> I, I might actually be doing this. So from there, it just uh, you know talked to her dad again. Said like, were you serious about this? Because you know if you haven't checked, they're both in the final right now. And you know what? Fairness to my dad, and it's something he always wanted to do, and just kind of just a boys trip and one of those lifelong memories. So, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic trip. I could probably take a good 20 minutes to talk through it a little bit. Hey, you know Um, what? We've got a little time. Hey, fantastic. (laughs) Here we go. Um, as you guys know, but uh, for the rest of the audience, very quick trip. I actually, uh, took a bit of time in Camor this year and I was actually in Camor longer than I was in Spain. So, uh, left here on a Wednesday, got back on a Monday night. So I was only there for about five days. Um, and two of those days to travel. Yeah, more or less. So didn't, like have a, didn't have a lot of sleep while we were there. But uh, yeah, we, we stayed a couple days in Barcelona because it was so expensive just to stay in Madrid the whole time. Yeah, I believe um, it. Then uh, went, in, went into Madrid for the two days before the game and the, and the day of the game. Now, it's just um, my own stupidity. I don't know Europe that well, mm-hmm. obviously. How long did it take to get from Barcelona to Madrid? Um, it was about a two and a half hour to three hour train ride. So we took oh, a okay. high okay. speed train that yeah, goes yeah. 300 kilometers an hour. Pretty sweet. Um, 
pretty pretty decent price too. So that was nice. It was nice to do that. It was yeah. I actually really enjoyed Barcelona. So it was nice we kind of split up the trip that yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Um, Get a chance. You're there. You may as well see the city. Yeah, that was exactly it. You almost didn't have time for jet lag, right? Because yeah. you're there and you're just you're just thrown in the mix. So it was awesome. Um, you know, a big part of the trip too is you know it's difficult to get tickets, obviously, right? Yeah. The price is going to be very expensive. We, we looked at StubHub and Vivid Seats. We do have a friend that's a season ticket holder at Liverpool to see if he could pull any strings, but that didn't work out. Um, so really part, part of the whole story and part of the trip was trying to like locate these tickets because how they work for um, events that are across the seas that if you, have, if you have tickets, you get set up through Vivid Seats through a seller. And that seller, they give you their name and email and contact and says, oh, you'll meet the day of the game. And it says one hour before the event. And oh I'm my thinking, God. you can't spend this much money. Go across the world and expect to meet a complete stranger, yeah. right? One hour before the game. So I contacted them. And it's funny, they're from the States, right? And you're like, how does this whole ticket setup work? And they're yeah. all ticket brokers. So you learn a little bit as you're going through this. So I'm landing in Barcelona on the first day. And I had already connected with them before. And because the tickets were so tough to come by, we had two seats together and we had one separate. So we knew we had that, but we had to get tickets from two different people. Um, so get to Barcelona and I'm on the phone immediately calling these guys. They're not picking up. I'm leaving voicemails. Speak to one guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll worry about it on like Friday if I get them or Saturday. And you're thinking like, how doesn't he have the tickets yet? So you're just, you're sweating really, yeah, right? Of but course. It, it all worked out. We ended up getting the tickets from both sellers all on Friday. Um, but yeah, it, it is and the like, game was on the Saturday. Wasn't the game it? was on the Saturday at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So I was so relieved to have the tickets in hand on Friday, but it took a lot of legwork. Just, I almost pestered just these guys there, because yeah. I'll tell you what, it felt like a little bit of an underworld. Like it, you felt like you were doing drug deals. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> That's terrible. Daniel. <laughs> but truly like you're, you're calling these numbers and then you're getting the runaround. And, and I actually had a guy that was supposed to provide the tickets that got changed to another guy last minute. And then oh. I connected with him. He's like, I'll be at your hotel. Yeah. Okay. Come down to meet him from the elevator. Guy's got a ponytail fanny pack on. Sketchy central. Yeah. Huh? And we're in it. We're in a hotel where there's tons of Liverpool and tons of Spurs fans. Right. Yeah. And these tickets are worth gold. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. And People saw what we were doing. There was this one fan that walked by the elevators, looked at us, walked by the elevators again, looked at us, came right beside us and sat down right beside us, wanted to hear what we were saying, what we were doing, because they probably thought, hey, you have a ticket. I want to know how did you get the ticket, where you're going. There was a couple of occasions we were a little bit skeptical of, you know, people being like, oh, do you have tickets? Because you're thinking it doesn't take Scam much for Central, yeah, well, exactly. scams, but it doesn't take much for someone to take you around the corner and be like. Yeah, you're not going to see this game. You're going to yeah, watch no, it in a pub here in Spain. 100%. So um, right then and there, up to the room, put it in the safe. That was our first ticket. And then the second guy, it was funny enough that uh, he gave me the runaround with how I'm going to get it. And I was so set on getting the tickets on the Friday night, the day before the game, that I ended up getting the ticket from my original seller for my first ticket. It's a little bit of a long story, but it made me realize that I'm like, this whole underworld of these ticket brokers are all connected. And it's almost like they wait so long to see if they can spin off tickets for more money, less money. Like you're guaranteed to get the tickets, right? And this yeah. was my first time doing this, right? Yeah. And on such an occasion, it was it was anxious to say the least. Um, so my brother and my dad and I, midnight and we were ready to go to bed at nine on the Friday. We were yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Midnight going down to downtown Madrid to meet this guy, Benny Daniel from Texas. <laughs> who's got our two tickets <laughs> that we just got connected with. 
and take a cab, get there. We're calling this guy. We get back to this swanky like wine bar back of the restaurant. Like it could have been like a TV show and brings out the tickets out of his backpack. Their servers walking by. Everybody's looking like these were like obviously the hot ticket items of the year, let alone in Spain. Right. So got the tickets, put them in our money belt. Didn't even talk about on the cab ride home because we just like, we heard too many stories on Twitter. And even the day of the game, they said, don't go up to any uh, UEFA match officials because there's people scamming, trying to get tickets, pretending to be UEFA match officials. So yeah. that was the tickets uh, wow. for ordeal. So now, hang on a sec. Once you had them in hand, did were you like... Oh, uh, perfect timing. Yeah, I was going to say, just a little bit of magic going on with tickets. <laughs> that's and unbelievable. Hand. What a story. <laughs> that's yeah, very cool. It was honestly, you kind of had to, I'm probably not even doing it justice. If you experienced it, it would have been... It was mind blowing. Like I was, I was probably white as a ghost the whole time. Cause you're like, well, are we getting these tickets? Like what's going on? Yeah. Right. Um, so Friday night over the moon, we had the tickets, uh, roll into Saturday, uh, Friday, we did all the events. So there was opportunities to take pictures with the trophy, do the match store. Um, in a Spanish square, they had a turf pitch, a five E five of legends being played. So you had Yaya Tori, Cafu, Del Piero, like you name it. Oh, guys hey, that they played. were there. Yeah. Playing. Awesome. You name it. These wow. guys that have played, um, I'm trying to think Mendieta, David James was there. There was just top, top players. Like it, it was, it was phenomenal. So it was a festival of four or five days, right? In Madrid. Um, so Saturday we were relieved that we had the tickets. We didn't have to run around that. We just focused strictly on what would be like tailgating, going to the fan zones yeah. and then going to the game. It took up our whole day. So um, we hit up the Tottenham one super well organized. It was like well policed. It was party atmosphere. Like, I've got some videos. I don't know if I, I've put a couple on social media, but I should I share with you guys. I saw some of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just, it was awesome. DJ there, guys just having a good time, taking pictures with all the different uh, signs. Met a lot of cool people too, right? It's, it's pretty cool that way that you can get connected with people all across the world. So that was awesome. Um, then we ventured into about 10 minute walk to the Liverpool fan zone. We went for maybe, I don't know, 15,000. Oh, if you're a Tottenham fan, why are you going there? <laughs> Not too for my brother. Ah, <laughs> there you go. So you see, now that's a that's a good family guy. Oh, You're helping true. out your brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, were you wearing your Tottenham shirt when you went in there? Well, no. See, I wore I wore my Tottenham shirt to the <laughs> to the, to the Tottenham fan zone. And it's funny oh. enough. I got a Tottenham shirt that has Lucas Moore with the minutes he scored in the semifinal. Right. I got it after, so it says Lucas Moore fifty six, fifty eighth, and ninetieth. I kid you not. I felt like a celebrity. I was wearing that shirt in the fan zone. I must have been asked for fifteen pictures. Because guys from the UK and all over just love my shirt. They're like, mate, that's brilliant. I got to take a picture of it. I'm like, all right, okay, no problem with it. Um, so then I thought, oh, this shirt might be kind of funny. It won't be a big deal if I wear it at the Liverpool. And then I got closer and I was getting a few looks. And I was like, ah. So I changed shirts. But we got to the Liverpool fan zone. And it was like a long stretch, maybe like seven, eight, almost a kilometer long. Wow. Yeah. And then there was these little side streets. And you, you're walking and there's a concert stage at the very end, which you've probably seen on social yeah, media, I saw right? on social media. It was absolute bedlam. It was insane. Claustrophobic. Like, it was nuts. I've never seen anything like it. We had to pop out to a side street, which was still packed with people, oh, yeah. just so you could kind of observe and enjoy it. But there was 50,000 Liverpool fans. Wow. Like, they just oh, took amazing. it over. Yeah. Now, it, a, a figure, how big's the stadium that you played in? Uh, 65,000. Yeah, and you've got 50,000 yeah. fans that don't have, not all of them are going to have oh, tickets. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you get there, and there's many people that came down just for the party yeah. and to be in Madrid, right? Yeah. Like, it's, sure, why not? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. they'll all sit in the pub together and watch the game exactly. if they there didn't was get obviously in, more there. people more people doing that than there was probably going to the game like for sure they came down for a party but 
you know what? It was it was just a festival of football. The fans got along really, really well for being two English teams, but it was nice that there's not the, you know, it's not like it's Arsenal Spurs yeah. or Man U or Everton Liverpool. So yeah, it was exactly. awesome. Like everybody was just high-fiving, hugging each other, at least prior to the match. There was good banter going on. Um, and then going to the game, we got there nice and early. And I, funny enough, with the tickets, we had two tickets. Uh, my, my brother and my dad sat together because the single ticket was in the Tottenham fans. So we said, you know, if somebody lands in the fan section, well, the one will sit with our dad, right? So yeah. we had the, I had the Tottenham ticket, so which I was pretty excited about. Yeah, um, I guess so. And funny enough, I mean, you go through the game and... I, I know a few people had mentioned, oh, the game was a bit slow and it was a bit of a dull game. But, it's a different uh, story when you're there live. Yeah, a different story when you're there live. And I, the other thing I mentioned to a few friends and, and family that I said, when you're there and you're with the hardcore fans, every time they cross the halfway line, you're standing up. Everything's a big deal. You're getting a corner kick. You think you've just won a penalty, like yeah. chanting for 90 minutes. Like yeah. it was, it was the whole vibe of being in the stands and yeah, everything. Of course. I just, I wish we got a goal just to see like the explosion of what that would have meant. But, uh, I think the experience took over. It was disappointing being a Tottenham fan, but at the same time, you know, I'm taking video towards the end of seeing Liverpool left the European cup. Obviously, you know, my, my brother, my brother was very, very good to me after the game. I thought, oh, I'm going to hear the next 48 hours in Spain is going to be brutal. But no, he was good. He was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to, we got to the stadium early. So it was like three hours early. You could get into the game. The And like I said, to go on with these tickets, there were so many layers of security. When we got to the final layer, right? Like we had the tickets. I thought, oh, this is great. But then three guys ahead of us gets his ticket swipe. They look at it. They have the special like highlighter to make sure it's legit. Yeah. No, and he tries to come back through our line to get out because he knew that he had a fake ticket. Police grab him, yank, no, I don't think so, and bring him in. And we were like, holy cow. And then it dawned on us to be like, well, our whole bar tickets are legit. (laughs) And they looked like, we we knew what we expected or wanted them to look like. We're like, no, these are the real deal. And then got in, and I kid you not, me and my brother my dad, we all hugged because like it was 36 hours of like, get the tickets, are the tickets real? (laughs) So getting in was like, and then it was uh, Dreamland. uh, Getting into the stadium, Dreamland. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it was it was such an experience, and I think everything pertaining around around the game and the culture and the fan zones, I think just made the trip like it w- it was trip of a lifetime. Man. Oh, it was fa- awesome. That's awesome. And now yeah. I have to go over to D, the massive Liverpool fan here in the office. Were you happy at the way? Oh, what, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, I have a, had a very very different experience than Daniel. That's for sure. So <laughs> I was actually in the in the middle of um, a licensing course. The the children. Oh, that's right. That's right. With, uh, with CSA. Yeah. So, um, there's me and another another guy. His name is Hardy, a coach from Calgary, who is a Liverpool fan. And mm-hmm. he's a little bit more diehard than me. He brought a flag out. He put it up against on the That's wall. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. But um, so we tried to we we streamed the game online um, at the licensing course. So um, the first couple minutes, the first couple minutes, there was like some streaming issues, and we're like, it's through the zone, right? Yeah, so yeah like, of course. We all know about the zone. Yeah. We all have our opinion on the zone. So we actually, when the handball was given, we saw it, and then it cut out. No. Yeah. So then I had to pull it up on my phone and then <laughs> I, and actually watch the PK taken on my phone. But anyways, we were, we got the game back up again and it was nice to be around a, a group of coaches and um, all that were there, you know, to for education and things like that. And and I was super stoked, um, like after the fact. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. After we were done, the, we had our day. We, so we watched the game. We ended up back and did the, the rest of our, our, our sessions and things like that. And then... Mm-hmm. 
I had some celebratory drinks after for oh, sure. <laughs> of course. I think there was a yeah. little cel- there must have been it must have been just a loud mess in, was, in, in where you guys were too. Yeah, it was crazy. I think every everything uh I mean the game ended once you got out of there about midnight, right? Because it was 9 oh, p.m. Okay, kickoff 9 PM time. Start, so right. we actually walked an hour and a half back because we couldn't get a cab back to our hotel. Oh, so we just amazing. walked the, the streets of Spain. Um, and then we actually got, we rented a car and then drove straight to Barcelona on no sleep. So we had a hell of a trip. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, it was awesome. I cut you off too. You were about to say no, something. I was just, just going to, I was watching. So Dana was talking about the um, the fan zones and I'm, and I'm, I'm watching um, the Liverpool Instagram um, live feed. And it was from the stage, like shooting on into the crowd, and it, like like Daniel said, like fifty thousand people, and it was just like absolute bedlam. Yeah, like the there's cheering, flares, flares, or oh, uh, like, beach balls going oh, off, and there it was just I've never seen so much booze in my life. It was wow. like it was crazy. And I'm like I can I'm and I'm all I'm thinking right now is like. That damn drumming. <laughs> wow, yeah, because he's right there. It was All I'm actually thinking about when you're talking about cheering and stuff is the fact that uh, Chuckles has left the building. <laughs> ah, there it is. There it is. He's got a business meeting. Yeah. Chuckles had some sort of meeting, so we're cheering him off there. Um, that's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I can't I can't even fathom. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to some games in Europe. Mm-hmm. Nothing to that extent where it's a final, because that would yeah. be unbelievable to be in the midst of that type of and, revelry then yeah and i mean if spurs landed against let's say um barca or something it just wouldn't have happened it was kind of written in the stars like it was both or i mean people cheer for the others but my yeah. brother and i we truly cheer for yeah. teams like it's it means the world so yeah, when we yeah. got to the champions league final like spurs might not get back there ever again like it just it's crazy so I mean, it was funny too because I mean, after we, that man city match as well too right mm-hmm. like that, that yeah <laughs> and then the ix oh and then i just think that too i mean we we, we we talked a bit about it in another podcast but that europa final with two english teams as mm-hmm. well oh, yeah. yeah that's like unbelievable and yeah. unheard of to have all, all four. four teams yeah. be from england Couple uh, months, it's be- great. I mean, yeah, a couple months before, I had a few friends that are Chelsea and Arsenal fans. I'm like, could you imagine if it's all four English teams? And we kind of laughed because it was such a long shot, right? But no, it is. It's good for English English football, and uh, yeah, I was just excited to be a part of it. And it's yeah. Since then, I've got uh, match ball. I did a little like uh, memento thing at bad home with a class case and match ball with my ticket. Did Father's Day, printed off some pictures for my dad and stuff. Just one of those trips you will never, yeah, ever, no, ever forget. And that's so fantastic. I'm I'm happy for you that you got a chance to do something like that and do something like that with your father too. So yeah, that's uh, that's like once that's, in a lifetime. Yeah, right? You never exactly know when, it. when it's gonna happen. You know, yeah. like you know, you know, Big Bros is a Liverpool fan. You're like, <laughs> it was just, you're like what? Yeah, I'm man. Like, it was it was just it was, it was just meant to be. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, it was funny. Lindsay's like, well, what do you mean you get to go to Spain? I'm like, well, I don't know. I get to go to Spain. She's like, well, can <laughs> I come? I'm like, no, you can't go to Spain. And I swear to God, like, I was, like, jokingly, like, we came in the office yeah. that, like, next, because it was, I think, Liverpool on Tuesday, Spurs on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And, like, the, the Thursday we were in, and I was like, you're, you're going you're going to Madrid, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the one person I told, like, when I told D just like didn't have a surprise like oh yeah no i, I thought you were like he just kind of knew yeah, right he just kind of yeah. knew hey listen we're gonna take a next break fantastic trip and and love hearing about that story and that yeah, thanks, the buddy. whole yeah, thing awesome, the way man. it went down oh, that's that's too cool when we come back though we're gonna talk a little women's world cup and in particular the effects of var 
on the games and how things are moving. Um, but we'll do that again, like I say, after the break. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. And we're back. Ah, yes. Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of uh, the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I'm in here with uh, Dano and D. Hey, buddy. Chuckles has left. Dano, Chuckles. D, and DW. Sounds yeah, already like a yeah, show, hey? triple Ds. <laughs> <laughs> we could make this a thing and, you know, just lock the door and not have Charles. You know again. what? That might be an option that we'll have to look at down oh, the line. It's an option for sure. <laughs> um, fantastic stories in the last segment of uh, Dano's uh, travels to Spain for the uh, Champions League final. Uh, very nice to hear. But it's time because the... Women's World Cup's been going on now for uh, quite a bit. By the time you hear this, uh, we could be close to semis and possibly even the finals. But one of the things that uh, we want to discuss and we wanted to talk about, um, it was big on Twitter, big on the news in general. Um, the first, uh, the, the American game against Thailand, I think it was, mm-hmm. yeah. and the amount of celebrations. and excess. Yeah, the, I, I, it was total excess of celebrations that the Americans did. I fully understand the nature of the um, where you're at. You're at a world championship. But yeah, I, I have to say, when you get to goal five, goal six, don't you think the celebrations can be toned down a bit? Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I, I think watching a few of the responses, I felt like they tried to... Uh, you know, link it to how many goals they were scoring and saying like, well, it's a world cup. We've trained for this. Like we shouldn't hold back on that. And people were like, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. Because, you know, if they could have beat Thailand 20, nothing and yeah, goals matter, records, things like that, all for it. It's competition. It's a world cup. Don't hold back. Like you you should be going all the way. Um, But the celebrations, I mean, everybody I've spoke to, I think is on the same page that they agree with, you know, scoring as many goals as you can, but the celebrations were just, beyond over the top and I, you know what you, even Ellis the manager on the 13th goal she said oh I was so excited for Carly Lloyd but she's on the edge of her seat she jumps up and she's full fist pumping in and hugging her assistants and you know when um, I can't think of her name Alex Morgan sorry when she's yeah. running to the side and she's swaying with her teammates and Rapino's doing the twirl it's just like it was just it was far too much you know what and I I, I will agree with you I, I think there has to be some bit of not decorum but yeah you have to it's almost a common sense thing because if the rest of the world you know knows that okay we're this team isn't even on the same mm-hmm. page with us as far as their abilities to play at this level and we're cakewalking them well you know what i'm i'm not gonna go celebrate them off the park yeah you know so to speak i i would <laughs> Enjoy the game, you know, high five, get back to the beginning, kick yeah. off. Like everywhere else in the world, there's there's almost like a common understanding or a, an unwritten rule, so to speak, that if you're hammering somebody, you're not you're not celebrating no. anymore because now you're making them look, you know, really bad. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, no, I, I do agree for sure. I mean, I, what I can think and, and then say is is that, you know, you know, celebrating somebody's first ever World Cup goal, okay, maybe a different story. Yeah, you know, 10th that, goal, 11th goal. That's that's okay. Fully celebrated, no sure. problem with that too. 
but when you're counting four goals on your on, on your fingers to, mm. to to see how how you're how, For sure. how great you are, who was that are? one? Who was that, that one? Alex that Morgan. was Alex Morgan. Yeah, um, Rapino doing twirls and, and then sliding. Yeah, like, like I mean, I don't even I don't get it. I mean, you're you're the Americans. Yes, you're the best team in the world. You've been you've won you know three times. You're going for your fourth uh, World Cup victory, but you're also playing a side of of players. That still have just regular jobs, yeah. <laughs> you know. They're not even just regular jobs, but I believe that the story about uh, with the Thai team is that um, some of them are American citizens. Some of them are American, wow. playing in America, and then also they're. Well, I'm not sure if it's the president or somebody. Somebody in the in the Thai association is actually paying the whole entire salaries for these teams, uh, players, so they can train, play, just to be to represent their national team. Yeah. Wow. and this is their first time mm-hmm. in in a, in a World Cup, and. When you're talking about, you know, equal level playing field, the Americans were on about that in 2015, you know, why are we playing on turf pitches and stuff like that? It's like, you now you're, you're going, you're going to celebrate against a side who is, is not going to be comparable to you at all on, on this stage and, and, and demoralize, you know, them there. And it's, how many, it's just how many, disgraceful. How many World sure. Cups has the Amer- have the Americans won? Is it four? I think they've won three. Three? Yeah, I believe they've won three. So you think over the years, because it's how many years between World Cups? Four Four years. Four years, exactly. So if you've won three, there's 12 years Mm -hmm. from the first one Mm -hmm. to the last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So within that 12 years, can you not have developed a little... Even more if it's not consecutive years. Yeah, that's what I mean. There has to be at some point... I know it's new groups and stuff coming in, but do you not learn from the group before? Mm -hmm. Do you not have senior members that keep coming back that, you know, some of these players, it's their third world cup or fourth world cup. And I think honestly it comes down, sorry, D I think it comes down just to class and common sense. To be honest with you, I I watched a a clip on ESPN afterwards where they had a panel of, uh, former, uh, female players. One's English, German, uh, American, all retired. And Alexi Lawless, obviously who's American as well. Yeah. But and, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> Alexi Lawless is a Muppet. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, and you know, yeah. I'll probably get, you know, people not chiming in or not liking that, but at the end of the day, anyways, go on. I, I've heard horror <laughs> stories when he was manager of LA in the first MLS right. years. And anyway, go ahead. So the panel, they, they kind of, they brought this up and talked about it. And the female player from the U S said, you know, I don't mind scoring all the goals. And you know what? They should celebrate the goal. She was all for it. Kind of okay. Yeah. And it was funny. The British player was definitely against it. And the German player, who was a part of the team that beat Argentina 11 uh, 0, which was the record, um, was almost appalled by it and said, We got to the point where it was the fifth goal. We almost felt a little embarrassed that you just wanted to high five the player that gave you the assist, right? And you jogged back to half. Yeah. And that's all you do. Yeah. And that's the way it should be, I think. 100%. I think it's the mentality of, of the, the U.S. women's national team as well, too. I mean, they've got shirts that are made up that says everybody versus us. You know, and and I think that's 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 engraved in in, in their mentality. And, and you know what? I, I truly think that's just the way the Americans think of themselves in in almost every endeavor they get into. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, around the world, that they're they're the number one. They're the and you know having that mindset as an athlete. I mean, I, I suppose. 
it's it needed. Works for some, it's, it, to some degree, but I also think there has to be There's some humility part of it as well. Exactly. And that's the part it almost seems like they lack. They mm-hmm. lack the humility. And I know Abby Wambach was quoted as saying like, oh, if this was the men's, would we even be talking about it? And she tried to make it a male and a female thing, but truly it wasn't nothing to do with that because, with that. you know, if Harry Kane scoring the ninth goal versus the Virgin Islands, is he going to do spins and then slide to the England bench and well, throw his I mean, legs up? No and way. It, and it's funny because um, we almost got to that with, and, and, and we're going to talk Gold Cup in the next broadcast because uh, yep. it's going on right now, but the Canada game that just happened, the men's yep. Gold Cup against Cuba. And they, great, great point. Uh, they, you know, they scored a ton of goals. Yeah. And after the third or fourth one, there was just boom, back to the beginning. Yeah. You know, there was humility there. Yeah, there was an understanding. Yeah. Performance and everything. Total class. They kept coming mm-hmm. and they kept working their butts off to try and get nine, yeah. eight or nine. But at the end of the day, they were at least classy about how they finished it and got back to the start without. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And, and no one's faulting the Americans for scoring 13 goals. No, of course not. not but no uh, one's doing that. So I don't think count. that's the argument. The mm-hmm. argument is how you how you go about celebrating and, and actually... How you go about carrying yourself as a professional... Athlete. ...role model and athlete. Yeah. And right now, honestly, you got to look at the American players and you're going to say, look, you guys are fighting for all these equal rights. You're fighting for all these things. You're, you're, doing, you're going over and above everything to, to make things right for women in, in, football, in football, which is great. Yeah, I get that. But isn't there somewhere where you have to understand that your your personality your your, pers- your personality is going to go a long a long way with this? Yeah, you know, with that having that on your back. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, that, that's a stigma that's going to follow sure. you for, uh, you know, follow you for a while. Absolutely. I, I think it's it's going to stick with you, and and it'll really tell the tale how this. Uh, World Cup goes. I mean, they're into the quarters now. So um, I think I think though that added a little spice to the whole tournament because if, if people weren't tuning in that are maybe sports people or soccer people, right? Hearing this whole, uh, I'd say it was a debate, but I feel like uh, we know where most people sided with. I but think so too. It just added a little bit more. Uh, uh, as Alexi Lalas pointed out on that clip, that like, well. You know, people want to go against the U.S. to start with. Like now, they have a huge target on their back. Right? Oh yeah, and for sure. And and you know what? Watching some of these uh, uh, with female teams that are playing now, in particular the ones that are sort of, I, I actually, as much as I'm not happy that Canada's been knocked out, mm-hmm. um, I, I I truly don't know if if they were there, like in in the games. I think they. They needed to score more. They needed to have a little bit more going forward. Mm-hmm. They they did some unbelievable stuff uh, as far as the playing as a team and a group unit. They defended well. They yeah. did a lot of stuff well. Uh, and I just think the finish at the, you know, it's just not enough, I don't think, to hold that cup, to right. hold that trophy. Right. And uh, I think the ones, the teams that are left, I think the Americans are going to struggle against some of these teams. Well, we were in here watching the, the Americans play um, Spain Spain yesterday, and we we're all looking around each other. We're like, Spain's in here. Spain's yeah. in this. Yeah, Spain, Spain know, had and, an opportunity for sure. And call it whatever you want to call it, but you're looking at two penalties that were given. Yeah. Okay. And sure, all right, granted, yeah, fouls, maybe they're penalties, sure. But if you're looking across the whole entire board of some of the things that have been given across this World Cup, yeah. you're looking and you're like, you're going to give the Americans two PKs. Yeah, you know, in a in a round of sixteen. Hey, just and quick, just quickly, how do you guys feel about the all female oh. panel on TSN? You like, know what? I, 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 
I think it's great. Yeah, I do too. I, I, was, yeah, awesome. I wanted to hear it from someone else. No, that's all. I, I, I no, think, I think. Sorry, D. Go ahead. No, no. I think. I think it's great. I mean, you've got you've got ex national team players that are on there. You know, all with different personalities, different levels of experience. current national team player too. And yeah, current mm-hmm. national team player Diana Matheson. Yeah, and. No, they're footballers, right? And for an aspiring young female um, that's watching this World Cup and wants to be, you know, going down the next levels of, you know, in the competitive stream Mm -hmm. and wanting to be maybe possibly being a a national team player. Yeah. You know, you want to know who Kaylin Kyle is. You want to know who Claire Rustad is. And, you know, you want to know who these these ex-Canadian national team players who are in. And you want to have to, you want to have, to get the feedback that they know the game just as mm-hmm. well as maybe some of the males out there or yeah. even the male coaches that coach females. Yeah. You know, so... As you're saying that, I'm just watching Japan break out of the, from the back. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's they're, they're playing against the Netherlands here. We're, we're lucky enough to be in a... Uh, the, the place where we record, it's got a giant TV that we're, we've actually got the game on in the background. But this whole Women's World Cup has been absolutely phenomenal. It has. And, and the coverage of it has been outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. No, they, they've done a great... TSN and the CTV for yeah. for dealing with it, how they have. So I was just going to touch on that, that I think TSN hit the nail on the head having a full female panel because, man, it's, it's a female sport. Like do it and do it right right so kudos to them good job i think it's been very entertaining provided some good insight uh as well so it's been great yeah hey I quite enjoy the banter dude. yeah the banter's, yeah. Good. The, the banter's gotten yeah. really good i think they were i don't want to say they were a little stiff to start with but they were a little uh i guess just getting used to each other and uh i can say the same thing about our podcast the, the right person- true enough, true the enough. they flow like right? silk now the, pers- <laughs> the personalities are so different yeah. Right? You know, Claire's misses, you know, letter by like you no know, by the letter of the law and and Kaylin, and I, you know, Kaylin's kinda like oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, yeah. right? So that's uh, good. And it's it's funny because uh Claire truly is a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like she's an actual doctor. So how she's getting all this time off to do these broadcasts is beyond me. I guess she must be using up a bit of uh vacation time to pull this off. Um hey, listen, we were gonna talk about VAR a little bit, but you know what? We're out of time. We, we've we've blown through this broadcast like crazy, and um, we'll save it for Thursday. We'll save it for Thursday. Sounds yeah, good. We're, we're actually doing another podcast right away here. Hopefully, we can. Uh, there's so much material to talk about that uh, you know we need more podcasts to do just that. Deal. All right. So uh, it's glad to be back. Yeah, glad to be back as well. It's good to have the the banter up again. Maybe I'll actually get to figure out this headphone thing before. You know, before the next one. <laughs> it gives me two days. Um, so from Dano and D, want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, hopefully we've entertained you a little bit. And if you have ideas, I ask this all the time. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from those uh, fans that we have in Nigeria and Spain as well. We're going to have to do um, another trivia question. I think we're going to have to do another yeah. trivia question. The Jay Stu. Baron. Jay Stu, there it is. Yeah. Throw in the name at the last minute. Yeah, stay tuned. Right. <laughs> stay tuned. We owe you a mug and a scarf. A mug and a scarf still for the man who got Blau Baron, <laughs> which means blueberry. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, it's been a slice. Thanks for Cheers, coming. Buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. We'll uh, talk to you again. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. See ya. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.